You hear me? This might be our last time on the I know, it might be our last year for a while. No, no, no. Oh, you sure? You sure? Sorry. Okay. This is the first time that we are using the new camera. So even when I bang on the table, now this, this one will go over here. This is for me. We want to say hello to the Kamianskis who are in self imposed quarantine. They're watching live from their house. Barack. We have at least 10 people that are, didn't come tonight. They're at home watching live. Things are changing. BB is speaking in a half hour. Some say he's going to impose a quarantine. We might not, who knows where we're going to be tomorrow or the day after. But anyways, Torah is Torah. We're here. We're learning. 
I heard somebody, somebody sent me a message before Shabbos. I don't know how accurate it is that in New York, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi David said no more shul. There's no shul in New York. It's not true. Okay. What? That is not true. So there are a lot of rumors, a lot of stuff. What? Only in the five towns. But that is New York. Where else is New York? Okay. The kids are happening slowly but surely. I do think that people here need to be a little bit more serious about it. We're like a week or two behind them. We probably shouldn't be shaking hands. We probably should. But a lot of people in Shul are shaking and they're making fun of those who don't. Okay. That's the new camera. Okay. Very good. Um, good news, Rabbi Isai. I think we figured out who Bernie the Burn is. So we got some, a whole long, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's a guy by the name of Mort Bloomberg. He was at the, at the uh, Seum, and he seems to know Bernie the Burn. And it seems like, how old do you think Bernie is? If you had to guess, how old is Bernie? 70. Wow, there's a whole Rabbi Isai. Here we are live. But oh, this is just a picture of live. So this is in the Kamiansky. They, they set up a whole screen. Givaldic. Okay, great. Um, yes, yeah, so I think he's, uh, he's probably in his uh, 60s, 70s. I don't know how old he is, but he's, he's definitely, um, <clears throat> he's the father of a Robin in Chicago. So, but he says he's a big fan that he d hasn't missed a day. Even when he traveled and he's up for 26 hours, he watched the DAF at 10 o'clock in Baltimore, 10 o'clock p.m., so kids are hopefully he comes visits us. We love Bernie the Burn. So that's that. Then we have our other friend from Milago. I don't know how to say it. Malago. Milago. We have our friend from Milago. He made a bris on Purim. And he hasn't missed the daf either. Thank you again, Rebelli. You are the best. What is the name, Taka? What is the name? Jacob Malka from Malago. His name is Ellie. <laughs> and then I have an email here that I cannot read out loud, but I will make a shout out that there, my catering company in Chicago, which I gave away, I don't know how many years ago, seven, eight years ago, maybe more, was under the hashgacha of a tremendous goyin and a tzaddik, Reb Chaim Goldzweig. And his grandson wrote to me that he watches from Stanford Hill in England. So we got a Sanford Hill guy. All right, and with that, we could start the sheer. It's a very, very interesting suga. How many of you, I would need to see your raise of hands. How many of you are giving up already? It's Shabbos. You have a shtigah chalish zadas. Nobody? You got a bunch of fakers. Anybody? Anybody thinking about dropping out? Bemet? Lama? It's a lot harder. You listen. You're 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 there for for two three. You're there for two years. What are you uh, dropping out? Talking about the new guys. If anybody's thinking about dropping out, hold on a little bit. Hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> and if you really have issues, come talk to me. We're holding on the Zayin Omid Beis. And think about it. We're we're from the only shiurim that are going up and up in numbers with the Corona. With the Corona, we had 85 people on Friday. 
Don't be those, that, don't be that person that drops out. Don't be him. All right. We're holding the Zion on the base all the way in the bottom. Gufa. Five lines in the bottom. Or Rav Chizda. Somebody placed a beam, a pole, in the middle of Rishus HaYochid, and he threw something and it landed on top of the pole. Cannot touch my eye. Even though I have allergies, can't touch my eye. You guys heard, Trump said he hasn't touched his face in weeks. He misses his face. That's what he's told somebody. What? All right. We said Rishus Rabim is until ten tefachim. Carmelis is until ten tefachim. Rishus Hayochid goes all the way up until the sky. Now, what happened? He threw a, a ball or whatever he threw on top of a beam. How wide is the beam, the little pole on top? You don't have four by four tfachim. Nevertheless, Rav Chizda says he's chayiv. Landed on top of four. Zarg v'nocha gabi ziz koshu. Oh, sorry. Leim Rav Chizda doma kerebi. This seems to be like Rebbe. The sanyo. Zorak v'nocha gabi ziz koshu. If somebody threw something from Rishus Harabim to Rishus Hayochid, that's what the Gemara understands right now. He went from Rishus Harabim to Rishus Hayochid and it landed on a small branch, Rebbe Mechayev V'chachamim Poitrim. Rebbe says it's Chayev. Why? Because in Rishus HaYochid you don't need four Tfachim. It seems like Rav Chizda holds like Rebbe. Omer Abaya, we had this, this exact Abaya on this exact Rebbe, the explanation. Omer Abaya, holding Dav Ches, today's Daf. Remember this Daf. This is a famous Daf. This is the Daf of Kaveres. The Daf of a beehive. And you'll see soon why it's famous. Everybody agrees in Rishus HaYochid, you don't need four Tfachim. Like Rav Chizda says, you don't need four Tfachim. We're dealing with a tree that's in Rishus HaYochid. The trunk, eh, cheater. We got a Kamiansky here. What's going on? He came for the coffee. The coffee he can't see online. So, if the tree is in Rishus Hayochid, Abi, what's going on? You're sending your kids. I don't have. Fine. So he came, he got the corona from here, he's going right back over there. I don't have. Okay. So he got a tree in Rishus Hayochid. How big is the bark? More than four tefachim. And it leans over into Rishus HaRabim. V'zorak v'nocha noifoi. And he threw it and landed on the branch. The Rebbe Sovar, Amrin and Shodi noifoi bose yikoroi. V'rabonon tzavri, lo yamrin and Shodi noifoi bose yikoroi. Now, there's two pshatim here in Rashi. One pshat is that you're bringing the Rishus HaYochid. This is, you could take this, you could go over there. No, but I need it actually. Where's your reserve chair? Oh, here. Here, switch me. Switch with that. Switch with that. One shot is that I'm taking the Rishus Hayochid, the fourth Fachim. The fourth Fachim of the bark. I'm bringing it in to the Rishus Arabim. So, in fact, 
When I land on a, on a small piece, on a trunk, I'm landing on Fort Tfachim. I'm in Rishus Rabim, but I'm landing in on a bark, on a, on a Fort Tfachim, on a Fort Tfachim branch. Nachamal. I threw something and it landed on a branch. How big is this branch? One inch. But since it comes from a bark, that the bark, the trunk, sorry, the trunk, thank you, the trunk is more than four tvachim. So tr the, the, the trunk goes from Rishusayachet into Rishusarabim, and therefore I landed my thing on something that's four tvachim. That's one pshat. Another pshat is that I'm in fact throwing it into Rishusayachet because the main part of the tree, the trunk is in Rishusayachet, it follows the tree all the way into the Rishusarabim, so my branch is a Rishusayachet. Yeah, the two pshatim. One shot is I, I threw it into Rosh Rabim, but in the Rosh Rabim I have four tfachim. Why? I threw it in Dalamas, that's for sure. But let's talk about the branch. What is the branch? Either the branch is four tfachim wide because the base is four tfachim wide, even though it's in Rosh Hashayachid, or I threw it into a Rosh Hashayachid because the base is a Rosh Hashayachid and the branch follows the base. Those are two shot. Fine. Now let's jump into this next sogia. If I take a full domain, I'm Shimshana Gibor, I lift up a whole Rosh Hashayachid and throw it into the Rosh Hashayachid, I'm not Chayv. Can't throw, can't throw a Rosh into. you can't be Chayv on a Rosh Now what if you're not Shimshana Gibor, you want to try it out. So what do you do? You take something very light that's another Rosh Something that's four by four tfachim, by ten tfachim high, and that's Rosh Hashayachet. Now I take it and I throw it into Rosh Hashayachet. So the Gemara calls this a kaveris, a beehive, or otherwise known as a basket. Here, this, is, this comes from the art scroll. It's not in blue, I added the blue. From the, what am I supposed to say every time you show a picture from the art scroll? Uh, oh, this is from my father. I have permission from Ayzvahadr. Permission granted. If it, Louis this was art scroll. I have permission from the. No, it has a Masara. Torah, Masara, whatever. Okay, fine. fine. This is from Ayzvahadr. They didn't tell me yet what I have to say. So, meanwhile, I don't have to say anything. This is from Ayzvahadr. Rabbi Sai, buy the Gemara. It's an amazing company. Fine. <laughs> so, if I have a basket, I have a basket. And the basket is ten tfachim high and four tfachim wide. If it was square, it would be great. The problem is, it's not square, it's round. So what do I do if I have an object that's round and not square? I have to be able to put a square four by four tfachim into the round object. So how do I do it? If you, go to, if, you, if you all went to school and you learned math, you know how to do this. If you went to Panovich, Yeshivik Tana, you don't know how to do it. Sigmar has a very simple way. If you learn sukkah, over there it describes how you get a 7x7 seven seven sukkah into the same thing. The Gemara always has its, its formula. It's not accurate to math, but it's a general formula. It's 1.4. If the angle, here, if you're trying to get a square into a circle, so you need to make sure Hold on a second. One second. Let me, let me, let me just finish. 
the circle has to be much larger than the square. In order to get a 4x4 four four circle into a 4x4 four, four four square into a circle, you need to make sure that the diagonal is the diagonal of that square. Now, what is the diagonal of a 4x4 four four square? It equals 5.6. Why? Because the Gemara always goes with whatever you have on the A plus B equals C is 1.4. You always time it by 1.4. So 4 times 1.4 equals 5.6. That's how it goes in Gemara language. Okay? It's really 1.41, and it keeps on going, whatever. Again, if I want to fit, it's very simple, if I want to fit a square into a circle, I just have to be able to know what the diagonal line is. The inside diagonal line, according to most, we're showing him. The Rach says the outside as well. That's why it's a little bit more. So it happens to be that if, a four, if I have a square that's 4 by 4, I know that the angle, this angle is 5.6. So I need a circle that the angle, the diameter, is 5.6. Once I have that diameter, then I know I can fit a square that's 4 by 4, and in Mela I have a real Rishus Hayachid. It's 4 by 4 Tfachim, by 10 Tfachim high. There's no difference. No, no difference. If you guys want to be real smart about this, you could look at Simon Wolf's website. And there's a lot of numbers here. They look very cool. I see there's a check, but a, 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 a triangle. I have no idea. It says 1114CAB. I don't know. In fifth grade, they didn't teach me this stuff. Ninth grade. A2 plus B2 equals C2. That, okay, square. Oh, square. Okay. This is the theorem, the uh, path of the... Yeah, 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 theorem. In Malaga, they teach us Gishmak. What? Oh, what do you mean? Why what? Okay, hold on. Let, let's, we'll get there in a second. Hold on. So let's see it inside. Omar Abayel. Zorak Kaveris L'Shusarabim. If a person, I still need this. If a person throws a basket, a, wo- a woven basket, into Rishusarabim, Gevoya Soro Ve'inurachova Sheish, it's 10 tall, 10 tvachim high. But it's not 6 tvachim wide. What's the significance of 6 tvachim? Because we said it's 5.6. Hold on. It's, it's, hold on. Hold on. Ve'en rechava sheish chayav. Rechava sheish. If it's six wide, potur. Okay. Now what happens between 5.6 to 6? Rashi seems to say that Abayah was still machmer, and you get Malkus Mardus, meaning he wanted people to be careful, and not throw these things into Rishus Rabbim and say, oh, it's 5.6, what if it's a, a millimeter less? So he said, anything up to 6, you get Malchus Mardus, meaning you get Malchus Midrabanon. How many Midrabanon? Whatever Rabbanon decide. Depending on the Aveira, they give you whatever they decide. So, so that's that. Rav Omar, Afilo Potur. You don't need 6. My time Okay, 
Says Ravah, look, look what's going on here. In the picture you can see the, it's a woven basket. So whatever was woven out of the material sticks up a little bit. Above the tent fachim. So Mamela, if I have a basket that's ten, plus I have krumiyos, I have these little hanging, dangling things on top, the unfinished fringes, they stick into the tent fachim. And Mamela, they're in a makam p'tur. And the whole entire basket, remember we discussed if a guy's holding a megillah and it falls out of his hand, he's over there. So at the end of the day, this basket is not completely in Rosh Hashanah. It's in Mokim Ptur as well. And therefore, he is Potur, says Rava. And what does Abayah hold? Abayah knows that there's some of this krumiyos. Abayah says it's not a big deal. I'm not machshavim. They're not enough to tell me that they're a chash of a part of the basket. That's not part of the basket. Yeah. Everybody, Abayah agrees to this idea that something that's in a Mokim Ptur and it's also in the Mokim, in, in the Rishus Rabbim, he's Potter. Abayah just says that the Krumiyos, because we're dealing with a basket that's exactly 10, and you want to be medaik with me because, oh, if it's exactly 10, it has some strings that stick up, then... So he says those strings are not, not important. Zog Gemara Vaiter. Kefal P.O. What happens if he flips the basket upside down? Shiva Mashu Chayov. Shiva Mechza Potter. What's going on here? Very partial. We know, we all know the concept of Lavud. Lavud brings something within three Tfachim, it finishes it off. So, if I have a basket that's seven and a half Tfachim, meaning seven and a significant amount, seven and an inch, now I put that within three tfachim of the ground. So now my mechitzos of my basket continue all the way downwards to the ground. And I have ten tfachim. I have the love that creates a mechitza. What if it's a seven and a millimeter? And I put it 2.999 from the ground. What's going to happen? I'm not going to have something that's 10 because I need to be within Lavud. I need to be a little bit below 3 in order for the Lavud to take effect. So therefore the Gemara says I need 7.5 Tvachim. They're large. You need two Mashuhus. If you want to be Medayik, you want to be Kichut Asairus, you have to know what's going on here. In other words, Lavud only works if I dip into the Lavud. I have to dip in to the 3 Tvachim in order for Lavud to take effect. Once I dip in, now I don't have seven tfachim. If I start out with an exactly seven tfachim uh, basket, I have to go a little bit below three for it to work. So how much do I have total? Nine, ten minus a little bit. That's not enough. I need ten full ten. How do I get full ten? By saying seven and a couple mashus. Or like the Gemara likes to call it, shiva umechza. Kefal pio shiva umashu. One mashu is not going to do it for us. I need at least two mashuhus. Shiva umechza potter. So if I have seven and a half tfachim plus lavud, three, so now I have ten and a half tfachim, now it's its own rishos. Now I'm talking about a basket that's a rishos ayachet. It's ten tfachim 
Now, here's, here's what's going on here. There's two things going on here. First of all, now, either I'm going above the Rishos, like we discussed before, I went above the Rishos, and I also could use, if the basket is six, so now, I am a Rishos HaYachid, even without, there's two things going on here. There's, there's a, a large basket and a small basket, fine. Not to confuse anybody, let's go back there for a second. Hold on, we'll get there in a second. Ravashi Omar, Afilu Shiva Ravashi says that no, I'm not going to use Lovud now. So I forgot to point something out. We're talking about that the basket is this way, it's upside down. Why? How come before when it's like this, I don't use Lovud? Why don't I use Lovud like this? Because there's no mechitzas here. This is a flat surface. On flat surfaces, I don't use, use lovud to make a mechitza. I can use lovud. I always use lovud. No matter what, I'll use lovud. But not to create a mechitza. To create a mechitza, I have to flip it over. And now the mechitza is visual. So I keep on not good asik so much. Not good achis. Lovud. Now we're dealing with lovud here. Yeah, yeah, suspend the near somehow. Let's not add additional stuff to confuse the Ilam. Okay. So, in midair, not in midair, whatever it is, at the end of the day, I have lava that makes a mechitza, extends a mechitza to ten tvachim. Says Ravashi, no, I'm not going to use lava now. Why? What is this thing made for? This thing is not made to stand like this. It's made to go like this, to fill it up with stuff, to fill it up with honey. Maybe that's why they call it kaveris. It's an artificial beehive. But it's made to stand up and, and receive things. So if I go like this, this is not natural for it. And the mechitzas are not meant to go downwards. They're meant to go upwards. This way, great. I can make upwards mechitzah. Therefore, halachically, says Ravashi, I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to use lavod to make this into ten tfachim, to make it into its own rishos. That's it. So that's the sugi of kaveras, basically. Okay. Nachamal, should we do chazara? Anybody want to go back to brachas? No. Omar Ulov. We're not done. No, okay. Most of the fun is done. We got a little bit more here. I have a beam in the middle of Rishus Rabbim that's nine Tfachim. Here, here's a picture. We used this the other day. This is also from Moiz Bahadur. Here's a beam in the middle of Rishus Rabbim. You see the guy? He has a knapsack on his shoulder. He's readjusting his load on the beam. As soon as he readjusts his load on the beam and other people readjust, welcome Zevi. You're fifing on the mishpacha, huh? Good for you. If you want to sleep by us, you can. We have room for you. <laughs> so he threw Dalat Amos, of course, and it landed on top of this Amud. What? How do we view this Amud? Is it part of the Shusha Rabbim or it's not part of the Shusha Rabbim? It's part of the Rishus Rabbim, Chayov. My Taimo. 
Explains the Gemara. Less than three Tvachim, people stand on it, step on it, and it's all part of the Shuzerabah. But once I go from three to nine, they don't use it. It's too short to readjust your package. Maybe there's some short people, little kids, but most of the people don't use it. And nobody's going to step on it. You can't step on something this tall, uh, eight tfachim uh, beam. And Mamela, what does it become? A makimptur, a caramelist. Depends how, how wide it is. If it's four tfachim, maybe a caramelist. Tisha vaday mikatvim That's very interesting. Rashi says they have to take a laser and measure nine tfachim exact. Not a millimeter more, not a millimeter less. Very interesting. Other Rishonim argue. Amalei Abayla Rav Yosef, Gumamai. Okay, so now we know the status of this thing. You can have a, a pretty large security barrier in the middle of Rishus Rabbim, and it's all part of the ground, all part of the Rishus Rabbim, because people use it to readjust their package. Now, what if you go in reverse? What if I take this and I invert it into the ground. I have a hole in the ground that's eight tfachim. Now here's what's interesting, because we learned, when we learned the big giant b'risa, where was that big giant b'risa? Yeah, that vav and aleph. That's what we're discussing, we're trying to figure, we're almost done actually, no, we're not almost done. That tes and aleph on the bottom. In that b'risa we discussed the charitz, describing a, a roshus hayochet, the first case, doesn't even describe a Rosh that we know, a 4 by 4 by 10, it describes a hole in the ground, a charitz. And that we said is a full-fledged Rosh Hashayachid. 4 Tvachim by 4 Tvachim by 10 Tvachim deep, Rosh Hashayachid. Ask the Gemara, what about 9 Tvachim deep, the size of your security barrier? You told me it's part of Rosh Hashayachim, what if I put it into the ground? In other words, according to Rashi, Nine tfachim exact. Taisa says between three and nine. Omalei, bechain, beguma. Rabbi Yosef tells Abayo, yes, the same halacha. Nine tfachim into the ground is considered Rushus Harabim. My taima? Tashmish, ayyadeya tchak, lishmi tashmish. The fact is, uh, sorry, bechain, <coughs> beguma, that, that's Rushus Harabim. Rabbi says no. It doesn't apply to a hole in the ground. If the usage, the tashmish, the usage is hard for me to do, then it's not considered part of Shusha Rabbim. If people don't use it, we had the other day, the Karen Zavs in Shusha Rabbim, right? You're driving in these tunnels to, to Yerushalayim. Where is it? I don't know, Bitar. You drive a tunnel, all of a sudden the tunnel goes like this. There's a tiny little, nobody uses it. It's hardly ever used. That's not considered, we said that's considered This also, people go, they drive down the highway, they're not going to put stuff into the, in a hole in Rosh Hashanah. We're going to see, there are some characters that do use these holes to hide their things, fine. But not, and therefore it doesn't have halacha. It does, my, guma is not considered Rosh Hashanah. That's not what people use, and that's it. So what is it? Again, Malkin Petur. A guy brings his uh, refrigerator box into Rosh Hashanah. It's ten tefachim high, four tefachim wide. A real Rosh Hashanah. 
you can't use, you can't go from the Rishus Hayochet into Rishus Rabbim. And not from Rosh Hashanah into this little box that you have. Less than that shear of 10 by 4. And it says, We have two parts of this. We have Kupa, that's 10 by 4. That's the ratio. And then we have a kupa that's less than 10 by 4. And it finishes off v'chein b'guma. And the same will apply to a hole in the ground. Huh? He's working on it? All right. <clears throat> we'll start this turrets again. There's two parts. There's a part where we have a box that's 10 and a box that's 9. And it finishes off, and the same applies to a hole in the ground. So Gemara wants to bring a right that it's, a, that it's talking about the second part, where the box is 9 Tvachim, and you see that 9 Tvachim is considered part of Rishon No, it's talking about the first part, that's its own domain. I just have a question here. It says that if the box is less than 9 Tvachim, I could carry from it to Rishon But why? If a box is 9 Tvachim, then it's a Carmelis. Oh, no, no, no. So you weren't here in the Sugi Carmelis. In the middle of Rishon Zerabim, if I have something that's 4 by 4 by 9, that's called a Carmelis. 3 by 3, Carmelis. What's going on here? So Rashi says in Mori the Gezach that there's no Carmelis in a Kli. There is no, a box cannot turn into a Carmelis. That's what Rashi says. Chachamim made, invented this whole Musa called Carmelis. They didn't invent it when it comes to a Kli. Fine. What? <laughs> According to that, a kli could only be Rishus Yachid. It cannot be Rishus Rab. Eisvei. Let's talk about Erevin for a second. I have here a picture from Meila. It's not a hundred percent a get to us, but just to give us, how does the Erev work? Wherever I, we're getting. When are we getting TVs? It's happening. Any day. Wherever I'm koinah shvisa, monitors, monitors, monitor screens. TVs are old. The TVs are, yeah, doesn't even exist anymore. 
Wherever I reside on Shabbos, from that point on, I could walk 2,000 Amas. Now, I can walk 2,000 Amas in every direction from where I reside. Where do I reside? Chachamim made a thing called the Eruv. I put a, an egg and a, and a piece of bread somewhere, and that's where I reside. So, Mamelo what? If I am over here where this Hasidish guy is, and I put my bread over here before Shabbos, I can walk until my bread, and then for my bread, for my su'uda, I walk another 2,000 amas. Only one issue, it's not important to now, I cannot walk this way. Because basically what the bread does, the su'uda does, it gives me 2,000 in each direction. So I can walk to my bread, and for my bread, another 2,000 amas. So if I have to go somewhere, I have to go visit a friend in a hospital or something, so I put the bread at the end of the city, and then it's as if I was coined a shvisa there, and then I go from there, 2,000 amas. Okay, you got, you get, the idea is that you can't go this way though. You can't go 2,000, what? 2,000? Out of the city, from, no, from where my bread is. 2,000, okay. No, 2,000 from where you are, away from where you are, and then from there I can go 2,000. Yeah, I total, total 4,000. Now, obviously, I have to put it in a resource that I'm at. I need to be in that place. Okay? So if I put my bread, if I am in Rishus HaRabim, and my bread is in Rishus HaYachid, I messed up. I can't use it. Says the Gemara, He had intent. He wanted to reside in And he put his Eruv inside a pit. Now, what's a pit? Now, if the pit is a Rosh Hashayachid, he has a big problem. He can't get it out of the Rosh Hashayachid. He has to be in Rosh Hashayachid. And he's in a different place than, than, than his bread. He's in Rosh Hashayachid, his bread is in Rosh Hashayachid. So, you can't go from Rosh Hashayachid to Rosh Hashayachid. You can't take anything out of Rosh Hashayachid and bring it to Rosh Hashayachid and Shabbos. And he's not going to Shvisa. He has to be going to Shvisa in that place. He is not in that place. His kavana was to be in a Rosh Hashayachid and his Eruv is in Rosh Hashayachid. So his kavana and where his Eruv are are in two different places. Is that a problem? Hello? But he's going to Shvisa in Rosh Hashayachid. And if the bar is Yachid, his bread is in a different place than where he was. Now it depends what kind of pit. Right. But I'm giving you even better. I'm giving you even better reason. Why can't he go into the bar and eat it? So I'm telling you because he was mechaven to be shoivis and shuzarabim. Because he said, I'm going to be in Rosh Hashanah. No. No, no, no. He has to be Mechavid to be Shoivis over here. He has to be Mechavid to be Shoivis over here and put the bread over here. He's Mechavid to be Shoivis over here and he put the bread somewhere else. It doesn't work. You have to be Koine Shvisa. Yeah, but you wanna, you, you're doing a trick. You're doing a trick. 
you're saying that my su'uda that I put in over there, 2,000 amas away from me, is where I'm kind of shvisa. But then I had kavana that I'm kind of shvisa in Rishusa Rabin. I thought, hey, look at the words. Look at the first words in the Ahmed. Niskavin lishboiz b'rushus harabim. He had kavana to be shoivis, to be koinish visa b'rushus harabim. But his eruv he put in a rushus ayachin. Okay, now. Lemalo ma'asara tfachim eruvay eruv. Lemata ma'asara tfachim ein eruvay eruv. Now the Gemara just explains what this means. What does lemalo and lemata mean? Think about it for a second. What does lemalo ma'asara tfachim mean? Where, where, where is it in the book? Okay, hold on. Hey, Dami. Here, look, look. I'm going to explain. If there's a bird that has more than 10, Isbe means more than 10, Ulamala. What does Lamala mean? Say, I just made a simple, simple thing so you could visualize it. This is the bird. This is Rosh Hashanah, this line over here. Lamala Masara means. He's above the ten tfachim line. If the bar is more than ten tfachim, and where's his eruv? Above the ten tfachim. Lamala means above this, this line right over here, the ten tfachim line. Lamatum asara means below the ten tfachim line. So if he's above ten tfachim, he's not in Rosh Hashanah yet. Maybe. That's what the Gemara understands. If, let's say, he's bread, he hit his bread at the, se- at the seven tfachim line. It's not Rishus HaYachid yet because a bar only becomes a Rishus HaYachid in 10 Tfachim. But that's not true. The bar is a Rishus HaYachid, regardless of where he puts his bread. Who cares where he puts his bread? That's the Gemara. That's the Gemara's question. But let's, that's the Havim. What's the Havim, you know? Ilei Mabardis Be'asara Ulamali Dedaloi Ve'oisvei It means it was above. Ulamati Dedaloi Ve'oisvei He put it below the 10. See, Yossi, the Gemara says Mefurish. He is in Rosh Hashanah and his Eruv is in Rosh Hashanah because this pit that has 12 Tfachim turned into Rosh Hashanah. And Mela, he's in a different domain than his Eruv. The whole pit doesn't even have 10 Tfachim. And his Eruv is an Eruv. And he, where is he? In Rosh Hashanah. And what is he using? A pit that's in Rosh Hashanah. How could he do that? Because the pit that's nine Tfachim is part of Rosh Hashanah. Here's a raya that a hole in the ground has the same halacha like the street surrounding him. What? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Less than ten. El Alabibor the Les Be'asora doesn't have ten Tfachim. Vektani Eruve Eruv and it's a good Eruv. Alma Tashmish Ayyid Chak Shmei Tashmish. So it's a cash on Rava. Rava says that nobody uses it. It's Tashmish Ayyid Chak is not Tashmish. Since people usually don't use it, it's not considered part of Rosh Hashanah. Says Rava, Shmuel is going to love this one. Zimni Mishani Lehuve Eruve Bikarmelis. Sometimes he used to answer that. He, the Eruv, is in a Carmelis and he's in a Carmelis. Why is the Eruv in a Carmelis? Because the pit is considered a Carmelis. It's less than 10 Tfachim, it's a Carmelis. You hear Yisachar? You have a middle of Shusurabim, a pit that's 9 Tfachim, it's called a Carmelis. Very good, even though it's in the middle of Shusurabim. So I could have a Carmelis in the middle of? Very good. 
You like it? Same as we had Ula said the other day. Why is it called Rishus Rabbim? Because it's not Rishus Yachim. In other words, when it comes to Eruvin, there's no Carmelis. We're talking about, that that's Hilchas Eruvin. In Hilchas Eruvin, there's no Carmelis. You either put your Eruvin or Rishus Rabbim or Rishus Yachim. There's no. So Mela, I'm trying to say that it's not in Rishus Yachim. How do I say that? By calling it Arushas Arabim. But in fact, I'm in a Carmelis. Bezimin Mishani lay, who Rishus Arabim, the Eruve be Carmelis. He, in fact, is in Rishus Arabim, and his Eruv is in a Carmelis. And this is a beautiful Pshat. Listen to this Pshat. Rebbe, Doma called Dovashu Mishum Shvus, Legazur Olav, Benash Moshois. Givaldi, you hear what's going on here? We have a Carmelis. His Eruv is in a Carmelis. Are you allowed to move something from a Carmelis to Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos? Absolutely not. Rabbanon said it's awesome. Yet, he put his Eruv, he put his bread and his egg in a Carmelis. But a Carmelis, you're allowed to use a Carmelis by Ben Hashemoshes. As Shabbos goes in. Why? Because Chachamim never instituted their Isser. Chachamim never instituted their Isser. At that moment of Ben Hashemoshes. And when does the Eruv have to be good? It has to be good, only Ben Hashemoshes. So mainly, hear what's going on here? He, used, he put his Eruv in a, in, a, in a Carmelist. That's not a problem for me on Shabbos, because Ben Hashemoshes, that one moment, the Ben Hashemoshes, it was only a Dirabanan, and Dirabanan doesn't apply during Ben Hashemoshes. The Omar, Verebi, the Omar, called Dover Shum Shvos. Here's the first time we have this word in the Mesechta. We're going to have it many, many times. Shvos just means... Or Isr the Rabbanon. Anytime there's an Isr the Rabbanon, like Gazrael, Ben Hashemoshes, it doesn't apply in Ben Hashemoshes. Mimela. I put my Erev in a Carmelis, which is only the Rabbanon. I could theoretically remove my bread, Ben Hashemoshes, because there's no Isr the Rabbanon, Ben Hashemoshes. So it's a good Erev, and therefore everything is good. Says the Gemara, Rabbi says, Don't think I was just pushing you off and telling you some lame excuse, lame terror. I was giving you a good shot. It's not. There's a, there's a Mishnah later on, I think it's Daf Kuf. Yeah? Yeah, Daf Kuf. Very good. Daf Kuf on the base. He knows Shabbos Bapeh. I was just pretending. I knew it's Daf Kuf, but all the guys that know Shabbos Bapeh, they always say, I think Dachzach. It's a Tzadik test, around Tzadik test, Daf Kuf, right in that area. Yeah. This is a very interesting Mishnah that says the same thing twice, says the same words over, one after another. You had like a, a giant, like, like a river. It was after a flood or something, and there was water going right through the Shusharab. What halacha does this have? If you throw into the water, it's part of Shusharab, and Memele, you are Chayav. As long as it's not ten tefachim deep, people could still walk through it. Check this out. As if we didn't say it word for word. It's in the Mishnah. I looked it up. It's in there. And if you have water, a stream of water that goes right through the Rishus and people walk through it. 
it says the same thing twice, people walk through it, and if I throw something into that water, now Rava really, if you look over there, Rava's Talmud tells this to Rava, Rava uses his Talmud's pshat, uh, he loves it, and he just uses it now, as if that's the pshat over there, because it seems like Rava agreed to it, no problem. The Mishnah has to tell us the case twice. Why? One is in the winter, one is in the summer. It makes sense. People love to dip into the cold water in the middle of a hot summer day. They didn't have air conditioning. So they just dunk in there. So Mamela was part of the Shusha Rabbah. That's in the summer. But in the winter, not. Listen, everybody's dirty anyways. Let's go in there. Let's wash ourselves off. We don't have mud on our boots. No, it's not necessary to go into the water. People don't use it. So whether it's the summer, the winter, it's all part of Shusharavah. But why does the Mishnah have to tell us that people are walking through it? What was the point of saying that whole thing? One thing the Mishnah is trying to tell us is that if people walk through it, but it's forced. People don't really like to walk through it. But what? Eh, I don't know. Either way. Hiluch, we're talking about Hiluch of people, right? We're talking about Hiluch of people. The Hiluch of people is Aideat Chak, not the water. Yeah, water's running through, but the, the Hiluch is of people. So two things we learn. Hiluch ha'ideh etchak shmei hiluch. Tashmish ha'ideh etchak loi shmei tashmish. So Rava says, look, shmamino, I'll prove it to you. Why in the world does the Mishnah say that repeat itself twice? To tell you my chiddush. That a usage that's forced. In other words, I have a hole in the ground. And I hardly ever use it. And once in a while somebody comes by and, 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 and like I'm sure going to put something in there. That's not considered a usage. MML, it's not part of Shusravim. It's either a makim tur or caramel is deciding, the, the, depending on how wide it is. Omar Aviyudo. Here's a new, new sugya. Here we go. Hai zirza de koni. I have a bunch of reeds. Rama v'zakfe, Rama v'zakfe. You see, I go like this. If it's on the ground, and I go like this, so when I'm over here, I never lifted it up. You see, it's on the corner. It's not moving. And then I go like this, and it's not moving. And now it's on this corner. At no given time did I lift this up. It was never up. Yeah, over here. You see? There's a point in time where it's touching the ground, and it's not lifted from the ground. This bottle has never lifted up from my Gemara. And Mimela what? Mimela, I didn't carry. I didn't carry on Shabbos. What about a barrel? What about if I go like this? Or what if I drag it? What's that lacha? Rabbi said, what do you think? Based on what we just said, if you go like this, it never lifted up. So what if I go like this? Or if I go like this? What? Why? It never lifted off the ground. Because I did move the whole entire thing over the ground. It was touching the ground, but it, never, it was never in one place at any given time. It, the whole thing moved. Over here, 
look, this corner did a, doesn't move. It doesn't move. It's not moving a millimeter until I go like this. And now this corner, this piece is not moving. But when I drag it, the whole entire thing moved. And the barrel that goes like this, the whole entire barrel moved. No. No. There is no part. No, listen. <clears throat> look, look, look. Yossi, look, look. Here. I have a box. I have a box. Look, look, look. I have a box. I just went like this. I never, ever moved this corner. But dragging, I did move the corner. Look. And barrel, rolling is not. Because immediately it, gets up, it moves up. Tyson says, Tyson says. Look in Tyson's. It lifts up. It lifts up. It goes to another place. <laughs> that has nothing to do with speed. If I slow it down, you'll see it's, it's stationary. And a barrel constantly moves. No. <laughs> so what do you mean? Uh, so why is that different than dragging? Let's go back to Mamar. Do we finish this? I need to lift it up. Omar Mar, Adam Oimed Alai Skufa. Going back to that Brisa, I promise you that every single one of those words in the Brisa is going to be explained in detail. Here's a picture from Moiz Vahadar again. Here's an Iskufa. It's the wrong, it's the wrong sugya, but this is the same Iskufa. We had this case with a Megillah, remember? But the Iskufa is the same. It's some sort of threshold in the entrance of the door. We're going to go into it a little bit more tomorrow. A man can stand right here where the Megillah is and take from within inside the house. At the same time, he could also take from somebody in Rishus Rabim and vice versa. He could give somebody in Rishus Rabim and take from somebody in Rishus Rabim. So what's going on here? What is this Iskufa? What halacha is it? Is it Rishus HaYachad? Karmelis is a bad, bad thing. You're not allowed to go from Rishus HaYachad to Rishus HaRabim to Karmelis. You're not allowed to go from a Karmelis to Rishus HaRabim. So what's the other option? No, since he said Karmelis. Malkin Ptur. So that means it has to be a certain size. Less than a certain size. It has to be less than four Tzvachim. Zogti Gemara, Odom Oymed Alai Iskufa, Noitim Abal Baiz Venoisin Loi, Noitim Oni Venoisin Loi. Hai Iskufa Mai. Again, the Gemara knows the answer, and the Gemara could say in a second, Malkin Ptur Shalom. The Gemara likes to go through all the steps, so you figure it out yourself. If you're talking about the diskufa as a lach of rishus rabim, noitem ibalabayis. How can he take from a guy in the house? That's also to go from rishus rabim to rishus yachid. So you're going to tell me that the, the, the threshold has a lach of rishus yachid. Noitem anani. How can he take from a person in rishus rabim? So we're going to say what you said. It's a caramelist. How could he do it? I'm not allowed to go from a Carmelist to Rishusa Yochid or from a Carmelist to Rishusa Rabbim. It's nothing. It's just a Makim Tur. Why? It doesn't have four Tvachim by four Tvachim. A guy from Rishus Rabbim is allowed to dump his stuff on it and readjust himself. And a guy from Rishus Yachid, but you're not allowed to go, you're not allowed to make a trick. You're not allowed to go from Rishus Rabbim 
put it on. Where's that beam? You guys know what I'm talking about? This one? Yeah. Here's the grass. The grass is Rizayachid. The street is just Rabim. So what is he going to do? He's going to put his yellow knapsack on the beam because he's allowed to. And a guy in Rizayachid is allowed to take something from the beam because it's a Makim Ptur. No, that you're not allowed to do. That trick you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to go through and through. Yeah, but if you want to really do it, you're potter. Why? Because it's only the Rabbanon. But anytime it says potter, it's also. Potter have lost. This could be a question on Rabbanon. Listen to this trick. He's walking like this. He just walks like this. Where is this now? It's in a Mokim Ptur. It's above my head. It's above my head. It's ten Tvachim. It's a Mokim Ptur. Huh? It's in my hand. It's above ten Tvachim. What's the problem? Why? We said before that if you have a giant, if you have a giant uh, uh, a bee's uh, nest, you have a, a basket that's more than ten Tvachim high, some of it sticks into a Mokim Ptur, then the whole thing is a Mokim Ptur. The whole thing is part of what we said before. Even though he transferred the object above ten tefachim chayev, even though it's a makom p'tur, so the question is over here also. I'm going from a makom p'tur. I'm going from a rishus harabim into rishus hayachid, and I drop my thing off in a makom p'tur. I should be chayev. Why only this guy that carries his object in a Mokim Ptur, he's Chayev. He walked, what happened? He walked four Amis in Rishus Rabim with this above his head. And where's this? In Mokim Ptur, and he's Chayev. So how come if I go from Rishus Rabim, I put my Megillah on the step, and then from the step into the house, I shouldn't do it, but if I do it, I'm Potter. Should be Chayev. What's the step of Mokim Ptur? What's the difference, says the Gemara? Big difference. Hasam Leinach, Hachanach. Over here, when I placed the Megillah on the step, I stopped. So I made a stop. It's a non-stop flight. A non-stop flight is mutter. But when I'm walking with Shusha Rabbim, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a stop flight. I'm walking with Shusha Rabbim, it's a non-stop flight. And that's why it's also Have a wonderful week. Hopefully, Bibi doesn't answer this year. And we can continue on. If yes, Rabbi Sai, we're going to go on Zoom. And we're going to be on YouTube. And everything will continue, Be'ez Hashem, as normal.